It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is Marlins Rewind, and last night at Truist Park up in Atlanta, the Marlins and the Braves went toe-to-toe the middle game of their three-game weekend series, Eliezer Hernandez versus Ian Anderson. Sit back and relax. Take a deep breath. Buckle up. This one was wild up here in Atlanta last night. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, if you like offense, Atlanta was the place to be tonight. The Marlins and the Braves combined for 16 runs on 23 hits. This was a back-and-forth affair, really from the first inning on. An exciting ball game, and in the end, the Marlins find a way to get it done. They beat the Braves 9-7. A really nice win for this ball club, setting up a chance now to maybe even win a series if they can beat the Braves again at 135 tomorrow this is going to take us some time getting through all the highlights of this one so we better get started sooner rather than later and things began as quickly as they possibly could in the top of the first Ian Anderson on the mound for the Braves and on his very first pitch of the night well Jazz Chisholm unloaded looks in for the sign now comes to the plate and first ball hitting Jazz gives one a ride deep right center field way back and for the fourth time in his career Jazz Chisholm let off a ball game with a homer tonight on pitch number one and after being shut out last night the Marlins waste no time tonight it's one nothing but you know who didn't waste any time either the Atlanta Braves because in the bottom of the first Eliezer Hernandez's first of the night was thrown to Ozzie Albies Albies switch hitter batting left-handed he's first ball hitting and he has tied this game way up above the chop house in right field like Jazz in the top of the inning a first pitch homer by Ozzie Albies in the bottom and it's 1-1 it's the third time in Marlins history both the Marlins and their opponent have homered to start a game It happened in 2006 in a game at the old football stadium against the Red Sox. Kevin Euclid went deep in the top of the first for Boston. Hanley Ramirez in the bottom of the inning for the Marlins. And then it happened last year, September 2nd, 2021 in New York. Miguel Rojas, top of the first for Miami. Jonathan Villar, bottom of the first for the Mets. The Rojas and Villar combo, like tonight, both came on the very first pitch of the game in the top of the inning and in the bottom of the inning for the respective starting pitchers. So uh, what a way to start the ball game tonight. We were 1-1 at the end of one. Now both starters, Eliezer Hernandez and Ian Anderson, worked one, two, three second innings. In Anderson's case, he pitched a perfect third, but in the bottom of the third, the Braves would grab the lead against Eliezer. Dansby Swanson led off with a triple. Man at third, nobody out for Ozzie Albies. The 2-2 to Albies is blasted to center field. Going to be deep enough to score a run. Sanchez back makes the catch for out number one, but tagging it third and coming home Swanson to give the Braves a 2-1 advantage. Marlins would get that run right back, though, in the top half of inning number four. Jorge Soler lead off reaching, uh, led off reaching safely on an error at third base by Austin Riley. A Sanchez double put runners at second and third. Soler at third base. Jesus Sanchez was at second. 
with nobody out. A chance maybe for a big inning with Avi Garcia coming up next. 2-1 to Garcia is bounced toward the shortstop, charged by Swats, and the tying run is going to score. He looks Sanchez back at second, throws Garcia out, but in from third, Soler, and it's 2-2. The Marlins had a chance for more in that inning with both Brian Anderson and John Birdie walking to load the bases, but in the end, with the bases full and two down, Peyton Henry grounded out, and it was 2-2, headed to the last of the fourth. There was a pattern in this game, particularly through the sixth inning every time the Marlins scored a run the Braves answered with at least one of their own and in the bottom of the fourth they did that and then some with one out Travis Darnone infield hit and with two outs he was at first base for Alex Dickerson on 1-1 one, one, Dickerson drives one deep down the right field line Anderson to the wall looks up home run it's a two-run blast for Alex Dickerson. He had been just one for 23 on the season, but his first Braves home run makes it 4-2 Atlanta in the fourth. But as was the story throughout this game, when one team scored, then the other did the same. Top of the fifth facing Ian Anderson. Jazz Chisholm, a leadoff double. With one out, he stole third base. He was forced to stay at third when Jorge Soler popped to first for the second up and Jesus Sanchez worked to walk extending the inning Marlins at the corners for Avi Garcia first and third tying men on two outs fifth inning 4-2 Braves pitch to Garcia line drive center field he makes him pay down for a base hit Sanchez scores and it's a 4-3 game here in the fifth Ryan Anderson would ground to third ending that inning Marlins back Within a run, that fifth inning would be the final inning for Ian Anderson. He gave up three runs, two earned on six hits, walked three, struck out four, allowed the leadoff home run to Jazz, 93 pitches, 57 strikes. Eliezer started the bottom of the fifth, and he struck out the first two men, Albies and Olsen, but he couldn't get Austin Riley. The 1-1 to Riley is in the air to deep left field. Way back, Soler looking up at the wall. Home run, Austin Riley. It's his third of the season. The third of the night allowed by Eliezer Hernandez and the Braves push their lead to five to three. Now when Marcelo Zuna followed with a single, Eliezer Hernandez's night was over after four and two thirds innings and 88 pitches. Sean Armstrong first man out of the bullpen. He got Eddie Rosario to ground out to short ending the inning. So at the end of five, the Braves had lead in this ball game five to three. For Eliezer tonight, coming off a really good six-inning start, allowing just one run against the Phillies. He goes four and two-thirds in this one. Six hits, five runs all earned. No walks, four strikeouts. He hit a batter, allowed three homers, accounting for four of the five runs he surrendered. The home run continues to be a big issue for Eliezer. 88 pitches, 58 strikes. It was 5-3 Phillies into inning number six. Colin McHugh, one of the big free agent additions to this ball club this offseason, came on to pitch, looking to maintain that lead in support of Ian Anderson, who left on line for the win, but it was a rough night for McHugh. Joey Wendell, a leadoff single. He stole second base. Marlins stole four bags in this game tonight. John Birdie then drew a walk, putting men at first and second. Uh, Peyton Henry ground out, advanced the runners to second and third with one out, and Jazz Chisholm came up big again. McHugh, the 0-2 to Jazz, and that's lined to right for a base hit. That ought to tie the game. In from third, Wendell. Here comes Birdie. He's motoring to the plate. Jazz Chisholm, a two-run single, and we're deadlocked at five in the sixth. Jazz, a three-hit, three-RBI ball game. 
And Jazz wasn't done at that point. Neither were the Marlins in the sixth inning. Jesus Aguilar followed with a single, putting runners at first and third. That would be it for Colin McHugh, lifted after facing five batters. A.J. Minter, the lefty, came on to face Jorge Soler. Here's Soler, first ball hitting, line drive over short, base hit left center field. That's going to score Chisholm. Aguilar headed for third base, the throw's headed to second, and the Marlins are back on top, 6-5. Back and forth we go in this ball game. Soler and RBI single. Marlins at first and third with one out, a chance for more, but Jesus Sanchez struck out against Minter, lefty versus lefty, and Avi Garcia, a fly ball to right, ending the inning. Marlins 6 and the Braves five. To the bottom half of the sixth, Sean Armstrong, who'd gotten the last out in the fifth, stayed out there. Travis Darnot led off with a double. Adam Duvall struck out. Alex Dickerson then walked. A wild pitch advanced runners to second and third for the shortstop Dansby Swanson. Armstrong the three, two, and Swanson laces it out toward left center field. That's gonna put the Braves back on top. Darnot scores, here comes Dickerson, and on a three-two pitch, Dansby Swanson with a two-run single to left center, 7-6 Atlanta. That would be it for Armstrong. Steven Okert out of the bullpen. He would hit Ozzie Albies with a pitch, but he would get Matt Olson to pop to short for the second out. Then he struck out Austin Riley, and little did we know at that point in the sixth inning, the Braves would not have another base runner in this ball game. Nonetheless, they had a 7-6 lead as we went to the seventh inning. The flamethrowing rookie Spencer Strider, he of the fastball in excess of 100 miles per hour came on in the seventh, but Brian Anderson worked a full count walk. Marlins had the first man on. Joey Wendell then singled. A wild pitch moved the runners to second and third. John Birdie walked and down by a run. The Marlins had the bases loaded. Nobody out in the seventh for a pinch hitter in the catcher spot, Garrett Cooper. The 1-1. Line drive over Albies, base hit into right center field. That's going to bring home two runs and give the Marlins the lead back at 8-7. to seven. Hey, What a ball game. Coop off the bench with a two-run single. Anderson and Wendell score. Birdie to second, still nobody out. That would be it for Strider, who faced four, did not get an out, gave up two hits and a couple of walks. Will Smith, the lefty who last year closed for the World Series champs, came on in the seventh inning. Jazz Chisholm reached on a fielder's choice. Chisholm batting against the lefty reliever in the seventh tonight. Cooper was erased at second base. Jazz was at first base, and John Birdie went to third. Men at the corners for Jesus Aguilar. They shift three men on the left side against Aguilar. The 1-0 pitch. Jesus, it's a towering fly ball to left. Ozuna's going back. He's on the track. He's at the wall, and he makes the catch right in front of the bullpen. Runner tags. Birdie scores. Jazz to second on a long sack fly. Aguilar just missed a three-run homer, but he gets the man in to give the Marlins a 9-7 lead. Now that would be it for the Marlins in the seventh inning. At the seventh inning stretch, they had a two-run advantage, but the story of the ballgame at that point had been every single time the Marlins had scored a run in an inning, the Braves came back in their half and answered with at least one of their own. In the first, Miami a run, the Braves a run. In the fourth, Miami a run, the Braves two runs. In the fifth, Miami a run, the Braves a run. In the sixth, Miami three runs, the Braves two runs. In the seventh, Miami three. In the bottom of the seventh, though, a different story authored by Anthony Bass, Bass facing the four, five, and six men got Marcelo Zuna to fly to center. He struck out Eddie Rosario, and he got Travis Darno to ground to third. So one, two, three, seventh, and the Marlins maintained their nine-seven lead 
into the eighth. Jesse Chavez would pitch the final two innings for the Braves, not allowing Miami to extend the advantage. In the bottom of the eighth, Cole Solcer facing the bottom three, got Duval to ground to short, Dickerson to look at called strike three, and Swanson to go down swinging. So Cole Solcer with a perfect eighth inning. In the top of the ninth, Jazz Chisholm had a chance to become the first Marlon ever to hit for the cycle if he could hit a triple. Well, he had to settle for a single and his first ever four-hit game in the big leagues. He would steal second base. How about Jazz's night tonight? He went four for six, two singles, a double, a first-inning leadoff home run, drove in three, scored three, stole two bases. Uh, you're a fantasy baseball player. Hope you have Jazz Chisholm on your team. He helped you out. Might have won you a championship tonight with the performance that uh, he turned in. Did a little bit of everything on the field. He scored three runs. And uh, he'd be stranded at second base after Aguilar and Soler struck out against Chavez. But that sent this game to the bottom of the ninth. Marlins nine and the Braves seven. Anthony Bender was not called upon in the ninth inning tonight. We don't know if it's because Donnie wanted the lefty Tanner Scott to face Albies, Olsen, and Riley from a matchup perspective. Maybe there's a medical issue with Anthony Bender. We'll presumably find out in the next few minutes here. But it was Lefty Scott who had one career big league save coming into tonight. It came August 23rd, 2020 as an Oriole against the Boston Red Sox. Tonight, facing the top of the order, you got Ozzie Albies and a fly ball to right for the first out. Matt Olson then lined to left for the second out. And Scott and the Marlins were one out there, one strike away when Scott went after the always dangerous Austin Riley, two outs in the ninth. Mired Auto. Mired Auto. Second fourth game all night long. Marlins trying to lock it down. The 0-2 to Riley. Swing and a miss. He got him on the slider, and the Marlins hang on for the victory in Atlanta. A long night, a fun night of baseball. The Marlins outslug the Braves 9-7 to even the series at a victory apiece. For the Marlins, nine runs on a season-best 14 hits tonight. No errors, 12 men left on base. For Atlanta, seven runs, nine hits, one error. The Braves marooned five on the base paths. Steven Ogert, the winner in relief, 2-0. Spencer Strider, a blown save and a loss for the Braves. He's 0-1. Tanner Scott, his first Marlins save, the second save of his big league career. This one took three hours, 44 minutes to complete, and it was played in front of another sellout crowd here in Atlanta, 41,000. 931 here to see it. They go home disappointed from Truist Park as the Marlins with the win improved at 6-8 and eight on the season. They're now 2-5 and five on the road. The Braves fall to 7-9. and nine. They're now 4-5 and five here at Truist Park. A lot of contributors up and down the order for the Marlins. We mentioned Jazz Chisholm with the 4-for-6 performance, two singles, a double, a homer, three RBIs, three runs scored, two stolen bases, Jesus Aguilar, he had two hits, his second multi-hit game of the season, added a sack fly and a run batted in. Jorge Soler had an RBI single, drew a walk, scored a run. Jesus Sanchez with his eighth multiple-hit game of the season. He was two for four tonight, single-double walk on base three times. Avisael Garcia, DH tonight for the first time, had a two-hit game, had a couple of RBIs, stole his first base of the season. A lot of contributors Brian Anderson, two walks and a run scored. Joey Wendell, two hits, two runs scored. He stole a base tonight. John Birdie was held hitless, but he walked three times and scored a couple of runs. Birdie now has been at the plate 17 times this season. He's reached base via hit or walk on nine occasions. And Garrett Cooper came off the bench with a big pinch hit, two-run single 
to give the Marlins the lead in the seventh inning. That was the big hit in this contest. Marlins nine and the Braves seven. And again, while it was a rough night on the mound for Eliezer Hernandez, and Sean Armstrong allowed a couple of runs in the sixth inning. From that point on, Stephen Okert, Anthony Bass, Cole Solcer, and Tanner Scott combined for three and two-thirds innings of no hit, no run relief, no walks allowed. They struck out five. Just one hit batsman by Okert. Otherwise, those four would have all been perfect. But it's a perfect ending for the Marlins. They beat Atlanta 9-7. to Marlins pitchers struck out 10 Braves hitters tonight. The Marlins and Auto Nation once again teaming up this season to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher strikes out an opposing batter, the Marlins are going to contribute $25 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Ten more Ks tonight. That's $250 additional dollars to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative for the season up to 122 strikeouts, meaning $3,050 from the Marlins to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins beat the Braves. Uh, that was fun. They were sweating it out. Ten runs combined through the fourth and sixth innings in that ball game last night. Before we hear from Don Mattingly, we'll take a quick commercial break. Okay, back here on Marlins Rewind. Let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly. After the Marlins approved a 6-8 and eight with a 9-7 to seven victory over the Braves last night. Donnie, a back-and-forth game all night long. You guys had to battle back. What is it like to be part of these games and have to manage it? No, it's good to see our guys rolling. Um, you know, it was, it was one of those games that, you know, we get, you know, Jazz gets us on the board, then Albie's right back. Um, you know, it just kind of kept going back and forth all night. And it seems like, you know, once uh, I thought Stephen Oker getting us out of that inning there with the top third order, and then Espino put up some runs, and then from there on, our bullpen really did a nice job of just kind of stopping the game uh, from that point. But we seemed like we were able to flip that momentum. They had us in, kind of on the ropes, and uh, I thought I thought Oki stopping that was huge for us. Jazz, a career night, four hits, a triple shy of the cycle, a couple stolen bases. How impressed are you by his performance tonight? No, nah, he was good tonight, out of the gate, and. Uh, you know, and it's good to see him like just kind of continuing on what we talk about with him, just kind of staying focused, don't give it bats away. Uh, you know, that's what we've been saying, you know, we've been telling him the whole year. You keep doing that, staying focused is going to have a huge year. Uh, Cooper talked about a pregame game, game today off hopefully the reset and then comes in and gives you the big pinch hit single for to go ahead runs. Yeah, it was, it was a perfect spot. You know, obviously we were, we, I thought that inning, you know, with, you know, that. You know, that, that guy they have, Strider, coming in, you know, extremely good at bats. I thought Andy had a good at bat. You know, Joey shoots the ball down the line. Bird has a good at bat to really set that inning up. Uh, and then, you know, Coop obviously the big hit. And then, like, Birdie coming in late, late change into the starting lineup, gets on base, they close it, I think, three times, three walks. And just him being able to do that on the short nose and what he brings to the club when he's in the lineup. No, I think not, he's always ready. That's the one. That's the one good thing about Bert is that, you know, this is a guy that battled to get his, get himself here. He seems to always be prepared in you know any situation. It could be a pinch runner. It could be going in to play defense in the outfield. It could be the infield. You know, any of three spots in the infield. So he is that guy that you you know you can count on. He's he's just he's going to be ready. And then Tanner Scott with in the ninth game the saves, seeing him in the, the high leverage spot there. Yeah, I mean, I mean that was good. Obviously. Uh, all three of those guys at the end, Bass was really good, uh, Sulcer good tonight, and then, and then Tanner coming in and closing the door. So uh, you don't really – we've had plenty of experiences here with those guys. You get momentum going and they start chopping. 
uh, it's we've had a lot of bad experiences here, so it's good to be able to close the end of the game down. You had mentioned, I guess, even in the spring, you know, almost like a closer by committee, but this is a perfect opportunity to have a lefty reliever for that inning. Maybe. Well, Tanner's one of those guys has got tremendous stuff, and you know, it's just a matter of us kind of helping him hopefully get better and better, gain confidence. Um, he pretty much matches up with everyone. You know, they, um, we go through our sheets and our charts. You know, Tanner's always a good matchup, and um, you know we just gotta you know help him just continue to grow. So, is was this an instance we might see this moving forward? Is Bender still sort of the guy? Or? Ben's been a little banged up. Uh, we've been kind of giving him a couple of days here to hope he's he's improving. Uh, usually, you're not putting that out there, but we're at we're kind of at the tail end of it now. Uh, so we we feel like you know a really good shot of of getting Ben back today, uh, Army tomorrow. Uh, just depending how we want to do that with the off day coming the next day to, to make sure we get on top of it. How is Miggy doing? I, I don't know. I don't know 100%. So. Hey, with, with, with the bullpen, I mean, you retired the last 11 in a row, especially Bass there in the seventh inning. But what, what does that do, like the feeling in the dugout? There was 10 runs scored between the fourth and the sixth in the middle of the game. Does it just kind of level everything and you know calm everything down? Or what, what is that feeling like? No, you don't get that calm with these guys, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, when, like I said, Oakert came in and kind of, you know, he gets Albies and, and we get we kind of get through that part of their order to get out of that inning. I think they had first and second with one out. Um, <clears throat> and he kind of closes that, that off right there. Uh, you know, and then Bass starts setting the tone. He gets, I think, three up, three down. You know, Sols was good with three up, three down, and then, and then Tanner. So you know, obviously it makes you feel better the more outs you get, but you never feel quite comfortable here. How about the play by Birdie to end that seventh? Yeah, that was a great play, no doubt. Uh, Ellie, has there ever played you see from him today? Yeah, okay. Uh, honestly, I think when he gets hurt, he gets hurt with not getting the ball to the right levels. You know, he's one of those guys that there's certain parts of the zone that he, we try to stay away from with him. Um, and if he misses his level, I think at the end his slider quit turning. Uh, it seemed like it starts spinning on him. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, we know we know as we get through that third part of the order with him, it, it starts to be a struggle. Looked like maybe there was catcher's interference in, in the sixth inning. What's your interp- What's the understanding there? I didn't look like there was contact made, but he was all over the plate. What's your understanding there? I felt like we felt like it was, but obviously uh, it didn't end up hurting anybody anything. And I asked Teddy to look at it just to see what he get you know as he comes back to look at it, but it seemed like, you know, from our standpoint, Ozzy looked like he's all the way over the plate, and our guy can't throw, so. Don Mattingly after the Marlins win over the Atlanta Braves last night. Let's hear from John Birdie, one of the many uh, contributors in last night's ball game. He was on base three times, made a terrific play to end the bottom of the seventh inning. Okay, Glenn, thank you. Down here with John Birdie. John, on base three times tonight. That's a really gutsy come-from-behind win for the ball club. All right, but talk to me. You're not in the original starting lineup. You probably know a half an hour beforehand you're going to play. What are the challenges that present themselves maybe when you weren't originally in the starting lineup, and what adjustments do you have to make as you get closer to game time? Um, yeah, obviously, great team win. Uh, up and down the lineup, we did a great job. Uh, bullpen did a great job for us coming in, and uh, 
Yeah, it's uh, obviously not ideal, but um, you know, you just stay prepared all the time. And if you're prepared all the time and you're ready, then there's no uh, no hesitation once uh, once something like that happens. We had a tough time telling if that was Arenado or Birdie at third to end the seventh. Uh, what kind of challenges going to making in that incredible play? Uh, Joey Wendell and I were talking about that when we were watching uh, Arenado uh, back at home against <laughs> when we played St. Louis, and so uh, we've been kind of talking about it, and it just happened that way. Um, a game like this, you just exchange blows. You go back and forth. You probably never really feel comfortable. But what's a game like this? Well, what's it like to be a part of and just to stay emotionally invested into the thing for nine innings? Yeah, I mean, that's what it's going to take to beat that team. You know, they're, they're defending champions. And so uh, for us to compete in the division and, and do what we want to do, we got to continue to play that way. How about the final three innings? Let's start with Anthony Bass. You know, the middle three innings, you guys are going back and forth. To throw up a zero there and then to get the final nine outs from the bullpen, how about that effort? That was tremendous by them. Like I said, the bullpen did a great job for us. Um, once we finally got the lead at the end there, and uh, they were able to shut the door, and uh, putting up that zero was huge. Lock up the uh, series win tomorrow. John, thanks for the time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Glenn? All right, that was Marlins third baseman John Birdie. Got the late call to start last night's ball game. Uh, Miguel Rojas, flu-like symptoms. We'll see what this afternoon's game up here in Atlanta brings for the Marlins shortstop. So the Marlins improved to 6-8. and eight. The Braves fall to 7-9. and nine. We've got a rubber match this afternoon at 135. Jesus Lazardo, he's looked pretty good against the rookie right-hander Bryce Elder. We'll be on the air at 1 o'clock with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.